Podcast. This is episode number 174. I am still your host, Yusuf Ali, coming to you live, kind of live, live like, live ish. I'm alive, you alive. Um, it is 1 29 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here in TV Table Studios in beautiful Eagle Rock, California. Another pillowcase production. Um, a lot of news this week. Just like every week, but a whole lot this week. Um, and a couple shows, and then some new bullshit to deal with to get over that I, I will elaborate on in a minute. Um, and even though this is technically is not as much ado as normal, it's still enough ado. So let's get into the show. I said you're talking to L.A.'s finest. Not Omaha. And this ain't Podunk, Iowa. Get that guy away from me. He probably has a gang background based on those tattoos. Amen. Let's go. God bless you anyway. Jesus died on the cross for you. I said he died. Now we're talking. I said, now we're talking, but you need to stay away from me, because you don't know, because we're in baggy clothes, but this is 200 pounds of ivory. Mel Moles, back in this bitch, um, like I say, um, 
we got we had some comedy shows this weekend. Um, shout out to Whiskey and Donuts. That's where I went up this week. Wait, did I go up somewhere since last week? No, 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 no. no. I think this was it. Since last week, uh, Whiskey and Donuts was uh, Saturday. And uh, a good night. Shout out to Marina and Jackie Gold. And on a humble, uh, Jill got up because another comic didn't show up. So that worked out. A lot of times that work out for me when I take her to her shows. So it's only right that it comes back around every now and then and work out for her. She go with me to my show and end up getting up. It was great. It was fun. Um, always good to do 10 minutes or more probably, especially in LA it's hard to get like quality stage time so you gotta take advantage of it when you do um, it was really fun to talk about some shit I've been wanting to talk about for a while I might I might give y'all a sample of it um, later on in the show uh, other than that, what else happened this weekend? Oh, the new bullshit I had to tell y'all about. Check this out for irony. Now, yesterday I posted my stories off of my uh, what be going on in Cleveland page. Is it, was it that page or Cleveland Remembrance? I don't know. I follow so many Cleveland pages. But on the page, it's a dude. It's three dudes in the car. And they, in the car, they like, Cleveland. And they slowly pan over to a car that got the front bumper hanging off. The, the, the hood is dented. And it's like, it looked bad. Like, you can see everything that the bumper is covering up. And a little bit inside the hood. And the one dude on the tape say, man, you can see inside her shit. And they just are laughing. And I didn't post it because... They was making fun of the car. I posted it because they were saying Cleveland like that. And it's just this was before the game. I'm just trying to put all this Cleveland energy into on, on my timeline for the Browns. Fast forward, the Browns lose. A shitty, shitty game because we should have we ran we threw and should have ran. Simple as that. People making excuses like everybody make a bad decision or two, but you're supposed to learn from your mistakes. And you, we just made this mistake of throwing we should have ran like two games ago. So, anyway. So, we lose that game, which was an afternoon game, which was even more bullshit. People hate sitting around. In Cleveland, you got to sit around till 4. Here, it's only till 1, but still. Like, when you're used to the game coming on at a certain time, you got to wait three more hours than you used to. It just, it's fucking annoying. So, already the day is starting on the on like bad not bad but not because it could be worse but the day is not going my way let's put it like that and then we go to the grocery store and when I parked I heard the bottom of the of the uh, bumper you know scraping over the little uh, lane marker thing I st- I'm still not quite sure what that's called that cement thing that lets you know you in a lane Except this time, you know how at Mark, at Mark's, at Ralph's, keep getting the Ralph, Mark, Dave's, all these fucking one-name grocery stores. But, um, 
at routes they got like where the trees are lined up in the parking lot so the trees where they planted that's also like a a lane barrier so I hear the car go up over the top of the lane barrier I don't really think nothing over it cause it's just I didn't, we've done this thousands of times I'm coming out oh fun fact I have a dent a small dent on my hood that when I came out the smoke shop one time some street mechanic crackhead dude drug user substance abuser dude came it was like I can fix that $20 and he he bondoed it but he didn't fix it he just he filled in the dent so now it's not a hole and now it's a a patch of bullshit whatever that was just my issue with the car that was my only issue that I really had with the car some sun some sun um fading sunburn whatever you want to call it from you see that a lot out here in California just the paint job on the hood or the roof or the trunk you know shit that that stay and be in the sun all day start cracking and peeling and fading so I already had to deal with the little cracky peeling paint on the hood I mean on the roof whatever and then now there's a dent otherwise my all black accord is no I got no complaints I'm coming out and I say to myself out loud not even to myself to Jill actually I wish I didn't have that fucking dent and she like yeah that really you know Cause it's the only thing that's really taken away from the car, it's just fucking dent. I say I'm saying this as I'm getting in the car, parked in the little spot. I back up like normal. I didn't fly out. I didn't smash on the gas. I just back up, and I hear a lot of shit, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" I don't hear it no more. Because I've backed up. So I'm thinking, okay, that must have been a loud. I must have been over that bitch a little more than I thought. A loud ass scrape. No problem. But then when I go to turn the wheel and put it in drive to go, to go, I feel some shit like, wait a minute. This don't feel right. And I also hear some shit, some scrapey shit. So I'm like, this is not right. Get out of the parking lot at Ralph's. And it's a, you know, it's street parking as soon as you get out of the parking lot. So I turn and pull into one of the street parking spots and get out the car. And to my surprise, the bumper is dragging on the street. That's what the sound was. That's the scrapey sound I heard. The bumper. So now I'm like, well, I can try to put it back on which I was trying to do but the way it was bent picture how it was bent so if it get pulled from the bottom so that means it's bent toward you know it's, it's picture how it's getting pulled and bent so in my mind if I push it it'll bend slightly back at least bend back enough that it could stay in place I can maybe maybe put a tape something to hold the bumper up but it's what the fuck is that uh, material oh. 
Not some glass. What am I thinking of? What am I thinking of? That shit called plexiglass? No. Anyway, it's not plastic. It's kind of plastic, but not quite. You know these new cars made out of fiberglass. Fiberglass, man. It's fiber made out of fiberglass. So it's not going to just bend like metal. So in my so-called bending it back, the whole bumper just came off. Which, while ugly, way, 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 way uglier than it was. It is at least now drivable without weird sounds and scraping and sounds. But it is ugly. Fast forward again till this morning. When I'm just, you know how people do. They just looking at they, at their Instagram or their social media, checking notifications and whatnot. And I just happen to go back over my stories because you just do that. People just look at their own stories. And I noticed that video of them Cleveland, them saying Cleveland and laughing at that girl's car because you can see the inside of her, whatever the bumper covered up. And hours later, it turns out, I did the same thing to my car, except at least her bumper is still hanging on by a thread. My shit is gone. You can see all my inner workings. My shit look like a doom buggy. I got a doom buggy now in the front. Han in the back, doom buggy in the front. I have a mullet. My car is a fucking mullet. But, just like I tell everybody at the end of the podcast, Jill had to remind me, I have to use my own advice sometimes, and sometimes it really helps, man. And it just was a straight count your blessing situation. As shitty as my car is now, at this point, it wasn't. Before I had a dent. Now it's a raggedy car. But that bitch still run. I am not on the bus. <coughs> and I'm not paying <coughs> exuberant Uber fees. Because ever since COVID, it costs $35 to go a half a mile like this bitch. So definitely counting blessings yeah it's ugly but even without no bumper in the front it's still not the worst it's not even the top percentile of worst cars out here I didn't see it is literally cars driving around with the entire front panels missing yeah you can see under my shit you can see my radiator but you can see other motherfuckers hold engine, transmission, water pump, fucking uh, starters, windshield wiper reservoir, uh, power steering fluid, transmission, you can see all that shit, so, and another thing, you really notice that, I noticed it before, and I'm, I said it before on here, but motherfuckers don't pay you no attention, you can have the best car or the worst car nobody really paying you no attention unless they have to if you're at a car show yeah yeah they looking at your car if you're pulling up and like to park somewhere dude probably gonna notice your car because he's showing you where to park but in general 
most people don't give a fuck about your car. Yeah, there's so much shit out here going on for, for other people to worry about other than what your car look like or making a comment about your car or even noticing your shit. Trust me. So, all this helped me feel a little bit better about the situation about having now a, a Honda Accord dune buggy. But, uh, yeah. That's, that is where we at with it. Um, what else? Right quick, I can tell y'all about because, like I said, it is a lot of news. Oh, oh man, Meldrick smokers. This is important. This is another thing I always talk about on this podcast. Um, the Preserve Pot Academy's mission to show you how to get the most out of your bag, and uh, the first rule being not to throw roaches away. And I guess I should have a, a, a little asterisk to that rule. When you are smoking your roaches, you have to break them down. I saw a video this weekend. I, I don't know why I didn't. I should have. I should have uh, reposted it to turn it to a, a PSA. Maybe I will. Still, it's not too late. I can. Maybe I can find it. Um, but it's a dude who put all the roaches as is into a, a to a wrap and he was like is this how y'all smoke y'all roaches and it, it it I was going crazy on the inside I don't know this guy so I didn't say nothing to him so I don't, that's my number one thing is to know to not get into back and forth with people I don't know online or people I know, but especially people I don't know. It's one thing to argue with somebody who I can actually call or I'm going to see later and be like, man, what I was saying was this and that, that and this. But I'm not about to argue with a motherfucker who I ain't going to see ever in life. So I just got to keep going. But listen, people, you have to take the point four seconds it takes split that roach open and get that weed out of there. You don't want to put paper on top of paper on top of paper. That's crazy. Take the weed out of the roaches. I didn't think I would have to say that out loud, but after I saw that video, I guess I do. And also, um, I've been watching these uh, old rap cities. Now I'm going to get out of here and get into some news. And man... As bad as people used to think rap was back then. If you really listen to what they was rapping about, maybe 20% of the rappers was actually saying some like bullshit, like nothing you could use, no useful information. But in 1993, which is the year I'm watching this rap city right now, most of these songs are messages and and stories and shit about warnings all type of shit but it ain't just straight up gangster I do dope I sell dope I fuck bitches look at my chain shit it's funny to watch these old rap CDs to see this evolution so I'm gonna keep watching them to see just exactly how this shit I remember but I just wanna re I wanna relive it 
I said in the tweet, I'm about, to, I'm about to relive 95 and 96 and 97 and see how this shit crept up and how it came to be. How did we get here? But uh, other than that, like I said, a lot of news and so much, so much ado. So let's get right on into it. tonight is we have to tell you also you know like other news that's happening in the area and across the you know the area all right before we get into the news portion of the show i just want to remind everybody that this segment of the podcast is brought to you by sports drink and the good people over at the preserved pot academy where their goal is to teach you to get the most out of that bag and the number one lesson they're going to teach you, the first thing you're going to learn when you sign up, the first thing in class, do not throw those roaches away. It is weed in there. Those are not cigarette butts to be flicked and discarded. You save them. Uh, you can leave them in the ashtray as long as you want. Just don't dump that ashtray. If you, if that's, if you so choose, put them back in a separate container. Hell, put them back in there with the fresh weed. Either way it go. Put it in your pocket. Just don't throw it away. Use that. Those roaches for future milkings. Um, it ain't about being cheap, people. Or broke. It's about the love of marijuana. Um, now. Like I said. Um, it's a lot of news. Um, try to get most of it in without drawing, like going on and on and on. I say droning on and on and on, but I don't think that's the right word. Like, I heard myself say that, and I was like, where did I get droning from? Anyway, I got one update. Uh, I think just one. I'm pretty sure it's just one update this week. Uh, we got a guy. I told, I think I told y'all maybe two episodes ago. A dude that went and he wanted to talk to the Congress people. And he showed up with a gun, no shirt on, and a gun, because he said, I want, I need to talk. I need to talk about domestic violence against men. And he was like, man, get the fuck out of here. Get your punk ass out of here. And then they, and not only did you get the fuck out of here, they arrested him. Because of course they're going to arrest him. You got a gun. He came back after he bailed himself out with a, a bigger gun, like, I need to talk about this shit. And then at first I didn't understand what was a big deal. And then come to find out he had got assaulted that day by his girl, wife, whoever. So he was really trying to say, look, 
I don't want to kill this lady with at least without telling y'all that she is whooping my ass. I don't want to have to shoot her, but I need to defend myself. Please listen to me. I just the second time I'm gonna be back up here before I do something drastic. So he's like, nah, I get it. I get he's like, look, I have a gun. I will shoot her. Please hear me out. Or let me know what's gonna happen. At least I can say I talked to Congressman Mike before I made this decision. I don't know what the fuck. But I just know I understand now. I understand now the sense of urgency. He's currently getting my ass whooped. I get it. I get it. That's like calling an exterminator and they like, you know, we'll be there. In like, I don't know, three days? No, no. I'm it is roaches right now. I'm looking at roaches right now. Please come. Uh, all right. Whatever. So, I ain't so mad. I ain't, it just makes sense now. Um, uh, this was wild. A pilot on standby, I guess, when, if you're not flying, if you're not supposed to fly that day, you can fly anyway. They have you sit, you know. Of course you can fly that day, and, you know. I ain't flying this plane, but, you know. Fly me to the plane, motherfucker. I'm a pilot. Even if I ain't flying today, even my off day, if a motherfucker can come back to their fucking windy job on their day off and, and hang around with the coworkers, if I want to fly for no reason, I'm a pilot, motherfucker. Let me fly. So they was like, of course, you're a pilot. Like, why wouldn't we? Of course. So they didn't know this suicidal agenda this motherfucker had. He trying to take out everybody because he broke up with his girl or some stupid shit like that. How he got... 83 counts of attempted murder because of course they they he was trying to from the back seat basically it's like it's, it's like trying to steer the car from the back seat it's like it it's not gonna happen you're gonna get your ass whooped everybody gonna be mad until we get where we're going and then we're gonna have to explain why we was late and all this shit because this idiot tried to grab the steering wheel from the back seat that's basically what he did they had to you know restrain him and all this shit and then people didn't even know what was going on because they didn't really have to say, you know, it's a need to know basis. What's going on in the cockpit? Don't worry about it. Because it really wasn't nothing. Like, we, this motherfucker acting the fool, we knocked his ass out and tied him up. We good. That's one of them things, like, the, the, the shooters, man. It's like, just take yourself out. What is the compulsion with taking everybody with you? What's wrong? Why do y'all feel y'all have to do this? I hope I'm not talking to no future shooters. Melmos, don't shoot nobody. At least not a whole bunch of people for no reason. Shoot the motherfucker that owes you some money or or, or smacked your mama or some shit like that. But don't, don't shoot nobody just because your girlfriend broke up with you. Come on, man. You're never going to get no more pussy ever. You know how much more pussy is out here to be gotten? To be had, to be felt, touched, licked, enjoyed. One pussy that said no, and you want to kill everybody. What? Where does this? To quote the great T.K. Kirkland, who the fuck raised these people? Where do they get this logic? How did that one plus one equal six seven hundred and forty-eight like that? Why do you go to the next so far to the extreme? God damn. But anyway. 
um, it's a hell of a disgruntled um, employee. Back to the pilot. Speaking of pilots, we got another pilot-related story. It's hmm, don't ever usually happen like that, but it did. This time, this pilot dude, they say, was harassing his neighbor with his plane, which is that's next. That's the ultimate level of harassment. There's no music you can turn up loud enough. There's no dancing you can do on the fucking second floor. There's no dogs you can have that bark all night. Roosters that can crow on the west side of Cleveland or anywhere out here. Ain't nothing like having a plane to fly over a motherfucker's house back and forth. I will shake your shit every 10 minutes just because I feel like it. If you keep talking shit or if you don't give me my rake back or whatever the fuck neighborly squabble they got into. But you don't want to piss off the pilot neighbor, I imagine. I don't know. That's just a hard, a hard way to find out that, you know, that's the wrong one to fuck with. This is probably news, but it really ain't news because I don't give a fuck. And I'm sure y'all won't either once I tell y'all what I'm about to tell y'all, but they about to start having tip machines at the self-checkout line. Like a tip. Like not only do they want us to not steal, they want us to also give extra money for bagging our own shit. Which is almost as dumb as Oprah and The Rock asking for money for the fucking fires. Where did the audacity for these requests come from like what how big are the balls I saw some dude y'all probably seen this dude he got a he on National Geographic TLC all the science networks all the human you know uh, experimental channels all this shit and he got them like well he got a a sack of laundry in between his legs that's a laundry size balls to ask for a tip at a self-checkout. But they doing it. I don't know if it happened in your city yet, but that's just gonna make people wanna steal even more. Cause like, you don't respect me at all. So like, I'm just about to take all this shit. Um, class action lawsuit against uh, Meta Facebook in 41 states. I didn't check to see if California is is in on it, but I mean, if it's against Facebook, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means do everybody on Facebook get a cut of this settlement that they're gonna come to, or the action that the lawsuit is against. They saying this shit is harming children, and they got unlimited scrolling and all this shit to keep kids attracted to the Facebooks and the Instagram and whatever the fuck else. Facebook operate so they trying to sue like this shit is damaging like an entire generation of brains like we need this shit is this is fucked up like and I, I get it like we, me and Jill talk about this all the time social media is really 
fucked up. It's like, it's some good shit. Don't get me wrong. The instant, a lot of the, like Amazon, I don't know if that's social media per se, but I guess like the broader conversation is the internet in general, like how the internet in general has like maybe been more harmed than helped, but it's a lot of good shit to come with the internet. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of good shit. But then it's like you got to break that. Now we go into branches and levels. And that's where you get social media is not necessarily good. A lot of other shit about the internet, awesome. Social media, not so awesome. When it came out, it was like, it took me a while. I don't know how about y'all, Melmo's, but it took me a while to get on Twitter. It took me a while. I got on Facebook in 2009, right after I started doing comedy, because uh, one of the co-workers slash kids at the school that I worked at was telling me how big Facebook would be for a comedian, like how much it would help. So that's when I got on Facebook. I remember I got on Instagram because this girl put me, we was out, and she was like, you on Instagram? And I was like, no. She was like, let me see your phone. And then she made me a picture and a post and a a profile, and boom. And then I had Instagram. Same thing with TikTok, another co-worker at the time. No, not TikTok, Snapchat. Like, you got Snapchat? I'm like, no. Oh, man, you missing it. You missing out. Let me see your phone. Boom, now I got Snapchat. So, I never was in this big rush for none of these social media things. If I didn't have to use them, I probably wouldn't. Uh, last week I was talking about, was that last week? Or maybe did I hear about it this week and I meant to talk about it. Either way, they talk, they they thinking about charging for Twitter. And like I, like I say, if that's the case, fuck it. <laughs> I'll find a different way to... I don't know, talk some shit until they start charging for everything, but the shit is just having opinions and everybody just hating and everybody got showing you what they eating and showing you how to, how they sleep and what their pillowcases look like and uh, what type of kitty litter they use, like this shit, just too much, just too much, and then you get to, like I say, the, the lawsuit that's fucking with, uh, as, as far as the shit targeting the kids, kids is socially, it's already socially awkward kids naturally, just from being in school around other cool kids that's cooler or more popular than them, and or, or got more girls, or more, you know, better at sports, that's one thing to deal with, now you gotta deal with competing with motherfuckers all across the world. Because now you know how everybody look, how everybody dress. How ev- like, this shit, man. These kids, they don't even want to go outside. They don't want to do shit. So, I get it, man. You, that, for a four-year-old to to even know how to work an iPad, I mean, it's impressive. But, god damn. Do they, do they know how to play, like, hide-and-seek? Do they know how to fucking... I don't know, climb a tree, but like, god damn, so, again, I just want to know if we in on it, 
If everybody that got Facebook, yeah, I don't give a fuck. It's $13. I want my cut. God damn it. It's ruining my shit, too. Um, they caught some Taco Bell employees cutting hair, each other's hair on the floor. Which is the ultimate sign that you don't give a fuck about your part-time high school, hopefully high school job. Don't get me wrong, there's some motherfuckers that's 38 working in Taco Bell. And uh, they are they got a different situation. And I tell you what, I bet you the motherfuckers that's 38 working in Taco Bell ain't the ones that's cutting their hair on the fucking and next to the fucking quesadillas. That's some shit you do when you're 16, 17, 18 at a part-time fast food job and you don't give a fuck. Like how we used to chase each other with pots of old food and grease or buckets of soap water and whatever the fuck we was doing on the clock at the fucking hometown buffet because we was a bunch of 16, 17, 18 year olds and we didn't give a fuck about working at a hometown buffet. Again, the 38-year-old that worked at Taco Bell is pissed. He's trying to get through his shift. This is some bullshit. We all gonna get rolled up. If I get in trouble for this shit, I'm beating you and your daddy's ass. That's how he probably feel. So, it's funny to me. What's not so funny, related story. Look at these segues. Look at these unintended uh, uh, connections. And Hardee's, forget where, what state, it don't even matter, it's Hardee's. So the way I feel about Hardee's is anything that come out, any news that come out of Hardee's, good or bad, is you know is Hardee's. So it's like it's, either one is what you expect. What did you is a fucking Hardee's. So this time, they the employees was taking pictures of the people, of the motherfucking customers' credit cards, real fast too, and then you know sharing the credit card information. Yeah. Again, it's Hardy's. So if you pulling up to that bitch and you eating Hardy's, you deserve whatever come with that. With be it diarrhea, food poisoning, credit card fraud. Stay the fuck away from Hardy's. Why are you going to Hardy's? Hardy's is like the the East Coast Jack in the Box, and Jack in the Box is like the West Coast uh, school lunch food or something. That shit is terrible. That shit is really bad. I don't want to say shout out. I do want to say I want to use the same uh, initials. Shit on. Shit on Jack in the Box. Shit on Hardee's. Shit on um, I ain't gonna shit on Carl Jr. but I only had it like literally once and it wasn't the worst. Anyway that's that I got nothing to do with Anyway, uh, this just happened this weekend. Some Colorado players, it's sports news, I guess, technically, this would be sports news. Some Colorado football players, while they was playing UCLA, Dion and Shador and and uh, Shiloh and all the other Rolex wearing 18, 19-year-old, they got robbed. Not at gunpoint. Not even strong arm, but motherfuckers went in their locker room and cleaned them out. And of course they did. 
because it's college. People steal fucking DVD players and earbuds and cell phone cases and all type of shit. So you don't think they're going to steal Rolexes that everybody on the team raise up after the game and show off? This is UCLA. Y'all ain't going to fucking playing at Stanford or Harvard or any Ivy League school that I can't think of right now. You going to UCLA. LA. You might as well be going to the jungles or some shit. Because whatever the fuck is nice about UCLA is still going to be surrounded by some bullshit. And the bullshit is what got y'all shit. You should have known not to even wear that shit to UCLA. And y'all know y'all thinking, yeah, we're going to UCLA. We're going to be in LA. We're going to kick it after that. All right. Kick it at the fucking insurance place, insurance office. Of course, they get, man. Motherfuckers out here is getting followed home. So you think they about to walk them in no locker room and get a free Rolex with no pressure? I mean, it is fucked up. It shouldn't be expected, but it is. So you should know. Dummy. Just like this dummy who's going to try to smuggle a, what they call it, a vampire straw on a plane. Which, if you've seen this shit before, you know that it's not a straw. It's It's a circular tube with a fucking point at each end. Hence the term, the term vampire straw, because if you, if you stab a motherfucker with it, then you can then suck their blood through it real easy, because you're going to be able to make them bleed real easy. So in essence, it's not a fucking straw. And the motherfucker trying to get on the plane, I'm sure they know that. No fucking straw, it's a fucking ice pick. So it was this supposed to be a, a a zombie bookmark? Yes. Motherfucker, that's a butcher knife. Get your dumb ass off the plane. So he got arrested. Rightfully so. Um This was good. This was good. This is a lesson to store owners. And and thieves, really. Some motherfucker. motherfucker broke into the a vintage shop and I don't know I guess they was gonna steal the vintage shoes out the bitch because of course everybody loves vintage used old ass shoes so I'm gonna take all these bitches and that sounds silly when you say it like that out loud I'm gonna take all these old ass shoes I don't even have no box that's just sitting on these shelves. I'm going to take them and I'm going to sell them. Or, or wear them. Fuck it. Either way it go, I'm taking these old ass shoes. And you'll probably be like, man, that's dumb. Don't nobody want no old ass shoes. Who the fuck wants some old ass shoes? But that's where you would have lost your whole stock. Your whole inventory been gone. This lady was smart enough to lock up one shoe the other shoe of, you know, of each pair. So while this motherfucker took 
like 40 shoes they took zero pair if that makes sense they just got 40 left shoes and I don't know though I didn't see crackheads sell one battery I didn't see crackheads sell you know open bottles of shit like open lotion so I mean they gonna get them fucking one shoe off they gonna if it take them a year to find somebody that needed just that one shoe just that left shoe they gonna get that bitch off or they gonna find a way to sell them to somebody that don't need them because they you know they their hustle is gonna be the the words they so smooth with it and so unnecessary that's the type of shit people buy from crackheads for fun they say you know they didn't sold all 40 left shoes think you think because it's funny And he's going to tell you where to go to get the right shoe. Because that's how he's going to sell you the left shoe. Genius. So I don't know. That plan might backfire. I said, listen up, shop owners. I don't know. That plan might backfire. Because shit going to get sold one way or the other. Um, this was sad. Or, I don't know. You be the judge. A 27-year-old lady got drunk. And that's not the news, everybody, you know. But what she did was she pushed an 87-year-old lady just, like, just down. Like, just just pushed her down. I don't know why. I don't know why it was in the same place. Like, if you're 27 and drunk, you shouldn't be nowhere where it's 87-year-olds. Unless you're drunk at, like, 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And you just at the mall or eight in the morning at the same mall. But other than that, like where why are you why are you and an eighty seven year old in the same space as a drunkard? But she pushed her down and she died because of course you can't push down an eighty seven year old person. You can't push him down, you can't trip him. You can't punch them, shake them, slap them. Like the cop run, learn the hard way. You can't tase them. You can't do shit. The worst thing you can do with an 87 year old is like hug her tight and aggressively lay her down. But you still got to hold on tight while you're laying her down. You don't even want to drop her too fast. So, that, I thought that was thought that was pretty cool not that she died that wasn't that's not cool but actually no none none of that was good what I'm saying what I wanted to say is (laughs) the girl after she got after this girl pushed this lady who like I say shouldn't have been in the same area as her she only had eight years for killing this lady And I don't know how they come with that particular number. Such an odd number. Like, I thought she was done in five at least. But she had eight years. And they probably figured we're going to put her in jail as long as that lady was going to be out on the streets. They probably gave her eight. They gave her a generous 95 year old expiration date. Which I think most of us 
if given like a guarantee that we're gonna make it to 95, I think we'd take that. I think we'd take that. I think we'd take that. But um, but she they gave her eight years, eight years for pushing an old lady. I guess that's why they only gave her eight years because she didn't really. She just pushed her. Like if she would have pushed a 77 year old, it wouldn't even made the news. If she'd have pushed a 67 year old, she might have got pushed back. And if she would have pushed a 57 year old, she got knocked out, and that would have definitely made the internet at least. A 57 year old knocking out a 27 year old, that'd be amazing. But yeah, so she going to jail, and that lady. Although apparently she died really easily, she probably would have rather died on the bed, you know, eight years later. Now they, you know what? I think no. Now take that back. Now, now it makes sense. They gave her eight years so this lady could live long enough to see her do time. So it's like, shit. As long as she die. As long as I die while she, as long as she in jail when I die, I feel good. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to wrap my head around why they gave her eight years exactly. Kobe? No, that don't make no sense. Anyway, all right, that's enough. Let's let's do some other shit. Backsliders, y'all pray for me. Um, Bible said the food on the food makes the mark out of God. He's nothing to be played with. And food and heart says there's no God, but God is real. I just come home drunk from school, laying up with men, out there prostituting, having all sex with my mouth, licking these balls. Amen. Remember you in prayer. All right, this week on That Time Win in honor of my now Honda Accord Doom Buggy. Uh, this is the first time in a long time I had such visible damage on my car. I'm gonna think about I'm gonna talk about that time. Think about I'm gonna talk about that time I had to drive my mama's station wagon who it was actually my uncle's station wagon but I think he kinda gave it to her. I don't I don't know how it went I'm not sure how it went down. But I know we end up with it. It was a blue Dodge Aries station wagon. I wish I remember exactly what year it was. Let's say a 92. 92 Dodge Aries station wagon. Which, the station wagon itself was bad enough. But then, I think, I don't know what had happened. It hit a hole, a pothole, or something. All I know is that at some point, the axle came through the fender or the, the the wheel well and 
from that point on, the whole time you drove that car, it was this loud clicking, which was the axle bouncing up and down on the road, hitting the inside of the wheel well. So I'm talking about every rotation of the wheel was a click. So all you heard the whole time you drove the car was click a the entire time you drove that car. I saw I must have drove that car like that for Wow, it must have been two months, three months. I can't remember then my mama got another car. But that kaka 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 that's how you announce I was pulling up. You knew from two streets over, here come Yusuf. And that fucking Dodge Airy station wagon. So, <laughs> if I can survive through that in Cleveland, where it felt like it was a fishbowl, where everybody knew who you were, at least that's how it felt. It might not have been how it was. But it wasn't hard to go around. What I'm saying is it wasn't hard to drive around Cleveland and see multiple people you knew in multiple areas of the city at multiple stoplights and parking lots and stores and whatnot. That's why I felt like everybody saw you. Out here, it feels like literally nobody sees you. People are walking over people sleeping on the sidewalk. So they definitely don't see you. Now you can be seen, you can make no, you can make it seen, but they don't see you. And that's it. I just gotta keep that in mind when I'm driving my Honda Doom buggy. That nobody is paying attention to me. And furthermore, like I remind everybody at the end of the podcast, I don't give a fuck. I'm doing what I have to do, <laughs> which is drive this bumperless car for now. But yeah, that time I had to drive that clickety clackety Dodge. Aries. <laughs> Shout out to my uncle. <laughs> this week on Puddle Tracks, the neighbor think his son is doing hard drugs. Talking to the neighbor and he telling me he thinking his son on drugs because uh, you know the type of crimes he doing now. I'm like, what you mean? Because at first, you know, he had, he had a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit, but he said two days ago he got caught just trying to steal catalytic converters. And I said, yeah, that's some crackhead shit. And the worst part is they wasn't even catalytic converters. They was oil filters.
episode um i hope this wasn't too long for you i tried to keep my eye on the time but you know maybe shit just be coming to mind and stuff um hope you enjoyed it um hope you laughed hope you learned if you cried that's my bad uh first time listeners i hope you enjoyed it the most hope you want to come back and then become you know regular listeners shout out to however you heard about it um, and to everybody else, thank you for your continued support. Um, keep doing what y'all are doing, shouting it out, retweeting, liking, sharing, commenting, five stars, all that. I need all that. All that helps to grow the Melmo family. Let's grow some more Melmos. Um, with that said, man, um, yeah, really appreciate y'all. Keep, like I say, just keep keep helping the show grow, and we gonna we gonna get to. Where are we supposed to be getting to? Um, I think it was long enough. I think I said enough for this week. So I'm going to let y'all get on out of here. But you know, there is just one more thing. Uh, I was talking about this. I mentioned touching this a little bit in the um, news stories. But... What I wanted to say is, as far as the internet and online and everything, what I wanted to say one more time, like to put a button on it, it's just too many opinions. And too many opinions is really diluting the actual product. When it was only two people that told you what movie to go watch, it kind of held more value than when it was 113 people with YouTube channels and vlogs and all this shit trying to tell you what movies to watch, what songs to listen to. Now everybody's so concerned about telling you what they think about shit, you can't enjoy nothing. You too. Everybody rather just hear what somebody else think about the shit. Meanwhile, you, the consumer, really ain't enjoying shit because you letting everybody else tell you how you supposed to feel about it. I know when Gene, Cisco, and Roger Ebert was doing their thing, they were like, man, we got this shit locked down. Like, ain't nobody really, you know, this is just our lane. People come to us, but they trust our opinions on these movies and shit. And then here come Leonard Martin. Like, well, I don't know, guys, because I see it this way. And then that was the beginning of the, everybody want to have their own opinion. Not that they was doing the only three movie creators, but I'm saying, come on. It was like, it was a big guns. Fast forward to now, everybody, social media, everybody, a critic, everybody got an opinion. It's just, it's more opinion noise than actual art. The opinions drying out the art. So, not that it's not good art, but damn, it's hard to find if everybody yelling their opinion about what's bullshit. It'd be one thing if everybody was talking about what they liked. That's almost like beautiful noise, but it's not. Everybody want to tell you what they don't like. Ain't nobody rushing to support shit. Everybody just rushing to fucking make a mockery and clown some shit. And I get it as a comedian. Failure is is hilarious. You can't really get too many laughs out of achievement. If somebody walk a straight line, 
they walked a straight line. If they fall on the way to walk in that line, you're going to chuckle a little bit. It's something about failure that's hilarious. So everybody want to, I don't know, just failure attracts conversation or some shit like that. That's what everybody want to talk about, what somebody ain't doing right. And like I said before, it was just two or three people, and you only got to hear their opinion once a week. Cisco Lieber show one time a week. Other than that, you really enjoy life. And then, and then maybe you kind of let somebody's opinion affect a little bit of what you like. You'll be and it affect you because you would say shit like, "Rock." Cisco Lieber said, "Thumbs up." That shit was shitty. Cisco Lieber said, "Thumbs down." But Adam, man, I like that shit. So, and even then, that was enough to affect your whole conversation at work. So imagine now, all you're doing is read motherfuckers' opinion, which goes, like I said, I don't argue with motherfuckers online, because I'm especially not arguing opinions with a motherfucker all across the world. But I guess there's enough on that, man. They're just saying, it's too many critics, too many voices, too many opinions. Somehow let's take it back to the days when only important professional opinions matter. And they still were just opinions. God damn. But until then, man, until that day comes, <laughs> um, just try to stay stress free on social media and on the internet. And there's one, there's a few ways to do that. I'm gonna try to give you some advice, some tips. Number one, punch your buttons. That's the number one most important thing I would tell people to do. Experiencing that right now, as you heard, I have a Honda Accord Doom buggy. But I, that bitch ran. I just went to the store. Just went to. The, I washed it. I just. I fucking took it to the car wash. I said, you know what? I'm washing my new. It's a new car. It's not a brand new 2024, but it's a, it is a transformed. It's a new car. It's not the same car I had two days ago. So I needed to wash it. Um, do it to others. Number two. Really, just treat people the way you want to be treated. It's really easy. Really, really easy to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Whatever situation you're in, opening the door, going to the store, crossing the light, anything. Use a serene prayer. I like to say that because shit come to you from all type of angles, all type of directions. You don't know what to do first. You don't know what you can and what you can't. Supposed to be worried about screen print helping you figure out your priorities a little bit. Keep a little level head. Uh, number four, don't take shit personal. You know these motherfuckers, you know, with text they just read, which had a you know, phone call you just had, dicks ain't getting hard, pussies don't get wet, asshole too loose. So don't take that shit personal. You just gotta see this motherfucker for a few minutes and just treat them the way you want to be treated. Don't take shit personal. Here's one my mama used to do, and I think I, think I inherited naturally. What was mine, you ought to do it also. Make the most out of your situations. Try not to complain about this bullshit. Even if it's bullshit, just, you know, put some lemon on the bullshit. Make it smell different. I don't know what to call uh, Steve Jobs said to do what you gotta do without worrying about what a motherfucker thinks you're supposed to be doing, which is important. A lot of motherfuckers, if you think that they worried about you, they not. If they are, fuck them. Um, and lastly, man, yeah, fucking smoke some steroid bullshit and help you, like, um, pinpoint the bullshit so you can avoid it and help you 
reflect on bullshit and help you non-bullshit. Weed is a motherfucker, so smoke some little tiny blunts we call it Melody, because they hit hard so fast. We were smoking by ourselves for three years later. We are back with passing them. Just make sure you pass them to a loved one. And until next week, um, be safe. Be careful. I say with a sigh, new QVP on the way. We still four and three, though, so that's something. Um, we ain't losers. And um, we out. Cleveland! This is for you!